0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football.
0: Let's go. What's up guys? Happy Thursday. We're getting really weird this week and doing a bunch of different days that we're not used to doing. As we mentioned, we had a great episode on Tuesday. If you missed that, go check it out. Phil Jerkovic. But now it is time for Sean Tucker. He is joining us on episode 124, one of the top players in the entire nation. He is on pace to shatter Syracuse rushing records, one of the 15 semifinalists for the Maxwell Award presented annually to the nation's most outstanding college football player. Sean is also on the Doak Walker Award list and is second right now in the nation, guys, rushing with 1,300 yards right behind Kenneth Walker, who, by the way, shout out ACC product. It's going to be interesting to see who wins that fight at the end of the year, KG.
1: Sean is the running back, y'all. He was an immediate impact freshman who put together one of the best rookie campaigns in program history last year, had the third most yards, 626, and second most yards per game, 69.9, by a Syracuse freshman in program history in 2020, following that up with a record-breaking sophomore year that has him in the running for numerous national athletes.
0: (laughs) It was a lot of fun talking with Sean. You guys are going to really enjoy this interview. Let's get to it. John Tucker, my man, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for some time today.
2: No problem, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So I was reading an article earlier today on The Athletic, and your guy, Josh Black, was describing the first time that he tried to hit you. I guess it was in fall camp. Can you just walk us through what you remember from that moment uh, from your
2: perspective? Uh, You know, back in fall camp, uh, you know, just having hard practices every day and definitely having uh, a guy like him on the defensive line, you know, he's definitely a beast out there. And, uh, you know, he definitely never makes it easy for me.
0: <laughs> so, so he said his first moment, he said, okay, I saw 34 in the hole. I'm about to wrap him up. I remember making contact, and then I go to close my arms, and he's gone.
2: <laughs> Are you just yeah. that
0: quick? I mean, what what's the deal, man? You you do a little a juke and jive on him? What would you hit him with?
2: I mean, I think I did a little juke, you know, once I see somebody in the hole and I see a little daylight, you know, if I can do something, get away. Definitely got to do that.
1: Well, it's funny, Sean, because we were, I was reading that athletic article as well. And Josh seems to be, I don't know, I feel like your mom is probably your biggest fan. And then maybe Josh, number two, like he's got the Sean Tucker um, as Jesus Twitter profile picture, which is hilarious. What is, and he's a fifth year guy. So he's, he's definitely a veteran, a leader on the team. What does it feel like to have that kind of support from him?
2: No, it doesn't feel good. You know, I'm definitely being that fifth year player that would a guy with a lot of experience. Uh, you know, definitely being uh, friends and definitely good buddies with him is uh, definitely a good feeling, you know.
1: I mean, yeah, like when you look at what you're doing, leading the nation and rushing and all that, do you have other teammates that are just looking at you and saying, A, where did this come from? Because, I mean, they've seen you in practice, but, I mean, this is this is a different level and are just kind of blown away by what you're doing, if that makes sense?
2: Um, I would say no, you know, definitely <laughs> no. in practice, like last year. And then, you know, during my season I had last year, and then fall camp and spring ball, you know. I would say they definitely kind of – I would say CSR coming and uh, they weren't really shocked by it. No. Come on. I
0: like, I like that. I want to go back to Josh real quick and, and look at just having a guy like that, having a veteran, you know, kind of put his arm around you and, and you know, say, I'm going to show you the way. What, what has that been like for you? Has it made this process easier? What has that relationship between the two of you guys really just meant through, for you throughout this process?
2: I would uh, say so it definitely made things easier, you know, having that older guy like I said with experience. Um, you know, definitely being cool with him, uh, coming to him with anything. I'm definitely being, uh, definitely open to everything is, uh, definitely been good for me on my end. Yeah. Anytime
0: that you can, you know, have a guy that's been there, done that. I feel like that is just a nice outlet. And and if there's things that you want to talk to him about, he's probably been there and done it. He's probably experienced it at Syracuse. I I want to move to your running style, uh, because I've had a bunch of different people try to compare you to guys. and, And I hear this and that, and we actually just had, Coach Mark Ricknon, who was the head coach of Georgia for a very long time, and then eventually at Miami, he compares you to Sean Moreno and, and says that your speed, your balance, your vision, it, it just reminds him a ton of that guy. Uh, number one, do you know who that is? And then number two, do you agree with him in that comparison?
2: Uh, I feel like I do. I mean, I don't know too much, but I feel like I've definitely heard the name before. And um, I mean, for me personally, I, I would say my style isn't really based off anybody. I would consider my own. Um, you know, I definitely grew up watching football and definitely playing a sport. So, I mean, I think I've seen a lot, you know, throughout my years. But I wouldn't say that I've really emulated really off of any one person, you know. I'd just say, like, what I have is basically basically, uh, just strictly personal for me.
0: Yeah. Who do you like watching? I mean, growing up, you you mentioned watching football. Is, is there a running back that you you love to watch? Or maybe you, you put on a guy's jersey when you were younger and, you know, you're playing out in the yard or trying to be like. But who, who is your favorite running back that you love to watch?
2: Um, you know, definitely growing up being a Ravens fan, I'd definitely say it had to have been Ray Rice back when he was playing. Um, you know, I always used to watch the Ravens still continue. Definitely my favorite uh, NFL team. I love that you say that because that was my comparison. I I see that
0: big time and I think he played just like him. And so that makes a lot of sense. And now that you say it, I can run with that for the rest of time. So thank you for giving me some, uh, some added bonus behind that comparison.
1: Are you still a Ravens fan, Sean? Are you liking what uh, Lamar Jackson's doing there?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely loving what he's doing. I'm you know, definitely giving our team and our offense definitely a dynamic uh, offense. So I'm definitely loving it.
1: See, with uh, all the running back injuries, I mean, you'd love to have a situation where you could come out early. I think it could make a lot of sense, but hey, we'll uh, we'll we'll digress from that. We get
0: another we get another year <laughs> of, of Mr. Tucker in the ACC first. I know, we get I know. one more year. So at maybe least, the at least. Ravens
1: will they'll still be looking for a back. Um Sean, you're 106 yards away from passing Syracuse's all-time single-season rushing record. And there's a lot of season left. It's not like there's just one game left or something like that. I I have to imagine for you mentally, it's not something that you're thinking about during a game or anything. But if you do break that record, do you have any idea what that would mean to you?
2: Um, It would definitely say it would mean a lot. Um, Definitely all the legends and people came before me uh, that played for Syracuse and who have rushed for definitely a lot of yards. Um, it definitely means a lot to definitely uh, pass that and achieve that uh, rushing uh, stat.
0: Sean, you, you talk about the your teammates, probably even your coaches. You know, not being shocked about what you're able to do right now. And, and really, I think leading up to that Liberty game, you guys were going back and forth between quarterbacks with Tommy and Garrett. You know, really just trying to figure out, okay, who is going to be the guy. And during that four-game stretch, I remember, you know, our, our host or other people on radio or various TV things that I would do, they would just sit here and, and ask me, okay, who do you think needs to be the Q's quarterback? And I told them, look, it doesn't matter. Whoever can hand 34 the ball the best, that's who needs to be in there. I, I mean, did, did you kind of feel that way? Were, were you just really like, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, I'm just going to do everything that I can to help this team win?
2: Uh, I would say I definitely felt like that, you know, I'm definitely – uh good with both of those QBs when they were here. Um, For me, you know, I was doing my job and definitely uh, had a relationship with both of those QBs. So to me, whoever was in, it didn't really uh, change anything on my end.
1: Yeah, you're going to take that ball and you're going to go. And one thing that I've really enjoyed watching with Syracuse, and some teams are hesitant to do this, but y'all know your strengths and you embrace them and your strengths are running the football, especially with you and Garrett Schrader, who has been really dynamic with his legs, what is the best part for you to have that one-two punch? I mean, what, what do you like the most about Garrett Schrader's game and how it complements you?
2: I uh, definitely like his ability that he can run, you know, definitely get out the pocket with the ball or if he's just taking off running it. That definitely helps out my game a lot, I would say, because it definitely gives defense uh, to basically two runners that they have to basically key on. If they want to key on one, then there's going to be the other guy that's open, depending on how they game plan it. But uh, having him back there this season with his legs definitely has helped me a lot.
1: I feel like the running back position known for toughness for the most part, right? Quarterback position. Sometimes you've got maybe the the pretty boy back there, guy pocket passer trying not to get his Jersey dirty, that kind of thing. Schrader's the opposite. I, I mean, how impressed are you with his toughness? What, what do you feel like is kind of the, the moment where you realized, okay, this guy is tough as nails.
2: I mean, definitely just when he started and uh, uh, when he first made his first start on the uh, team. And then, um, him just be able to run the ball and take those hits and just pop right back up after it, you know. Um definitely impressed, kind of was like a running back out there he was just tall. But uh yeah he's definitely a tough guy. <laughs>
0: does that I mean does that inspire you to to run harder, to run to run better, I guess is the is maybe the right way to say it. When you see him maybe pop off a, a long run, is it just like, okay, and now it's my turn. I, I got to one up you now.
2: Yeah, I definitely say so. Um you know <laughs> seeing him the same just uh not caring about the hits and being as tough as he is. It definitely gives me like that extra little energy to definitely know I can do the same.
0: How about on the goal line, man? I feel like there's a, tuple, a couple of times where it's a zone read or he's reading the defensive end and maybe he pulls it and then he scores. Are you just like, man, give me the rock. Do you do you know what I can do? I'm scoring at any time.
2: I mean, like I said, it doesn't matter. Either one, you know, <laughs> it definitely gives that defense. That's what I'm saying. It's like hard for the defense to key on one because you know we got the other person. So having him be able to do that, it definitely helps the team out a lot.
0: No, there's no question about it. As a team right now, you guys are averaging 248 yards per game. That's second only behind Air Force and Army, who, by the way, they never throw the football at all. So it's very impressive to see what you guys are are doing right now. How have you been able to be so successful running the football this year, even when people know that's what's coming?
2: Uh, I would say it's definitely just like uh, on our abilities. You know, Garrett's in mind, knowing our abilities and – uh. Our ability to be able to run the ball and definitely having those guys up front. And then our receivers are uh, out uh, there being good, good at blocking and um, giving us lanes and uh, opportunity.
1: Now we're recording this for the listeners. We're recording this podcast a little earlier than when people will hear it, hopefully next week. And you guys are one win away from bowl eligibility, which if you look at what Syracuse did last year, which Sean, I know you're very familiar. You were there. Um, but a lot of people in the media were not predicting that. I think Mac and I can be honest and say, we were not predicting that. And you guys have proved a lot of people wrong. So being one win away, again, you can't think about that in a game. But what would it mean for you and for this team, for the younger guys to get these seniors, some of these guys, six-year seniors like Josh Black, to get them to a bowl game? What would it mean?
2: It definitely mean a lot. You know, guys that are on the team who are kind of older, and, you know, they only been to a bowl game maybe once or not at all. So, you know, when we were able to get this uh, six win, and um become both eligible it'll definitely be a good feeling, especially for me you know not being able to have experienced that yet uh get my first opportunity That definitely mean lot do you, do you guys
0: talk about that i mean what what was the vibe you know really just going into this season we We won a game a year ago and, and knowing that we're better than that we we have to be much better than that and and you know not getting love from people in in the preseason and and Folks just not knowing, quite frankly. I mean, we're, we don't come to practice. We don't see, you know, what you guys have each and every day. We only get to, you know, guess and, and assume. So wh- what was the vibe from you guys going into this season of, we're going to prove all these people wrong?
2: You know, we definitely try to just put our uh, last season behind us. Um, we, like, we know we only won, won, won one game, and, um, you know, we just let that go and uh, had to focus on this upcoming season and uh, just all stuck together, Then let the outside noise get to us, practice hard every day. And uh, it paid
1: off so far. Sean, in this current world of the transfer portal, there are some guys, especially guys with your talent, who would have been on a one-in team last year, had to go through COVID and all the challenges with that, and just said, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to transfer somewhere else. I can play right away. You didn't. You stuck with Coach Babers, who I know has been your guy, and you stuck with your teammates. Why was that the different for you than maybe some other guys that would have tested the waters elsewhere?
2: Um, I would say, you know, it's just got to, uh, there's going to be ups and downs anywhere you go. There's never going to be a team that's just always perfect or always winning, you know. So having that adversity um, from last year and to be able to grow from it and stick with our team, you know, we made improvements across the board. And um, definitely uh, feels good, you know, coming off of last year and then having a season doing way better. That's a great transition
0: because I want to ask, actually ask you and talk to you about Syracuse, about Coach Babers, because I- I've heard that he, him talk about okay your your physical abilities in the recruiting process and saying look this guy's got unbelievable speed he, he's a fantastic running back you know all these these intangibles through the roof but really what they liked most about you was your character your work ethic your your heart and, and stuff that maybe doesn't isn't measured by stars but things that they could just see that was so obvious watching you what was the recruiting process like for you and
2: then why did you end up picking syracuse um you know Syracuse definitely was my uh, first offer. You know, they definitely stayed um, on me. And they recruited me, kept in contact. Um, You know, my position coach, Coach Lynch, um, definitely always talked to him. We used to have, like, Zoom meetings and stuff about, like, the team. And I used to do, like, uh, Zoom meetings on plays, getting me, like, ready for the playbook and all that stuff. So, I mean, just them overall staying in contact, um, being great people, you know, definitely uh, was a lot into my decision
1: making. That's really interesting to hear, Sean, with your decision making there. And I, I want to hear more about Dino Babers, because to me, he just seems like a cool guy. I I, I love that he wears these kind of Hawaiian looking shirts and he coaches at Syracuse. That's hilarious to me. Um, he, he just seems like he has a great personality. Tell us a little more about Coach Babers. What do we need to know?
2: Um, I would say he's definitely like a player's coach. You know, um, he's very easy to talk to. He's a funny guy. Um, you know, he's definitely always uh, um, out at practice, you know. Always coaching like all all the positions, honestly, just staying um, hands on with guys, always looking out for little mistakes to correct people with. So, um, and, you know, he's just definitely an overall good guy and um, definitely a great head coach.
1: Let's talk a little off the field here. Sean, Mac and I are big Twitter people, okay? And I know you're a big Twitter person. You've got some post game tweets and stuff that you do. Uh, what is it about Twitter? What do you like about Twitter and, and your presence on there?
2: I uh, definitely like it a lot. You know, I'm um, getting all the I guess, uh, notoriety and fame off of it. <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> to me with the tweets that I put out.
0: Do, do you ever interact? Do you go back and forth with people, or are you kind of just, you know, you say your your piece and then you jump off? Because I love the tweets where, you know, you, you just say that you, you're so pleased with your performance and you're giving, you know, kind of your stat line and kudos to the offensive line. And, you know, I, I remember the one after the, the 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 first ACC win against Virginia Tech and, and just how fun it must have been to tweet those words, our first <laughs> ACC win.
2: Yeah, um, You know, definitely mostly just get on Twitter, you know, post what I post, and I really just hop off of it, honestly. But, um, Smart. <laughs> I yeah. got that first ACC win. It was definitely a good feeling.
0: Yeah. I love that, man. All right, how about further off the field? I, I hear you're a big video game guy. Well, what's, what's your favorite game to play?
2: Uh, I would have to say it's probably Call of Duty.
0: Yeah? Do you have the
2: the new Vanguard? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of skipping this one.
0: <laughs> are you really? Why are you yeah, skipping it?
2: Doesn't, it uh, doesn't really look that uh, appealing to me. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. I was, I was mean, gonna try I mean, to get you an NIL deal here, man, but not <laughs> now. I've got to, I've got to burn the tape.
2: Oh, you can give me one for Battlefield. That'll work. <laughs> there you go, Battlefield. That's the
0: so. All right. So, what's your favorite Call of Duty? I mean, there's like a million of them. Which one is
2: uh, uh, out of all the ones you've played? What's what's number one for you? Personally, my number one would have to be uh Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Three. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Or are you? I mean, multiplayer. You're just destroying people. What's your ratio look like most days?
2: <laughs> probably like laying a low two point something.
0: Okay, yeah. not bad at all. So so do a bunch of you guys like play together? Do you have a big, you know, kind of team death match type deal? What what's the team? Uh, what's the squad I play looking a like?
2: Couple, a couple people on the team. Um most of the time I'm kind of play with myself, but <laughs> okay. I hit up a little couple people and we get some games and, yeah.
0: There you go. How about like Madden or 2K? I mean, do you guys get after it at all as as teammates? Do you guys come over you play each other? What what does that look like? Yeah,
2: I definitely said people I like, definitely play a lot. Um, you know, people come over at each other's houses, you know, set up a game, just start playing a lot. Yeah. So is is
0: when you're playing Madden, I would have to assume that you use the Ravens every time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. is, is Lamar like, is this 600 yards of offense every time you play with them, or what does that look like? <laughs>
2: yeah, he's definitely a OP player. I'm at and, you know, with his and everything <laughs> it's definitely crazy. Uh, do you have
1: uh, you think Lamar needs to be in that MVP discussion again this year?
2: Uh, I would definitely say so for sure. He's he's I too like
1: good. It. He's too ridiculous, good. especially good. with all the injuries they've had. Right, I, oh. it's incredible.
0: It's fun to see it. Sean, all right, before we let you go, my man, I've, I've got to ask you about the number 44. Syracuse retired the number in 2005. They honored some greats that that wore that number in Jim Brown, Ernie Davis, Floyd Little. If
2: given the opportunity, would you want to wear that number? Personally, I mean, uh, with all the success and everything that I have my number, I'm sticking more towards keeping my number and just creating my own legacy. But I definitely respect all the legacy uh, before me with the, uh, the 44 and everything. But, um, you know, I, I'm kind of big on not switching my number, just keeping my same number that I started out with until I finish. I understand
0: that. There'll be I a like new that. number hanging in the rafters soon enough, man. Well, Sean, we appreciate your time. Thank you for sitting down with us, man, and good luck the rest of this year.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks again to Sean Tucker for joining us on this episode. Mac, it's very interesting. This week, we went up to BC and talked to Phil Dracovic, and we talked to Sean Tucker in Syracuse. A little bit of a Northeast trip. What do they call that? What's a, a, a storm that hits up there? A Nor'easter? A Nor'easter? <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. But that's what it is. And I will say, look, I'm so glad that Sean and his teammates get to play indoors in that dome, because I was in Syracuse this past weekend for basketball. It's November. It was freezing. It was (laughs) so cold. That lake up there that they're on, Lake Ontario, I believe, of the Great Lakes, Mac, it makes it so cold up there. I I just can't believe it. So I'm so glad for these guys and for Sean that he gets to play indoors, Mac.
0: That's right. And, And, you know, he has to have stellar performances inside. You guys heard about all the great things we talked about with Sean, and, and really one of my favorite was the, the Twitter's burst, the, the tweets that Sean will send out. Now, everyone knows we didn't have the best performance from Syracuse this past weekend. They lost to Louisville, but li- this is what our guy Sean Tucker said on the Twitter sphere: We lost Saturday. Louisville 41, Syracuse 3. I'm okay with my performance, but I wanted to do more. I'm not happy with the outcome, so I plan to grind harder this week. I had 19 attempts for 92 yards. Two games left, and I'm still in the fight. Sean Tucker, you are in the fight, buddy. Let's go. Come on. Let's get that record. We're right there. We're so close. We're like 10 yards away. You know what I hope he does? I hope he does it on like the opening run, which they play a really good defense in NC State, so that's going to be really tough. Uh, But if he could do that, how cool would that be?
1: Okay. when Those tweets, first of all, I love it. I just love his honesty, and he's given a breakdown. And I love that he kind of is acting like just in case someone who's who's who one of his loved ones wasn't able to check the score or like doesn't get the newspaper or doesn't have the Internet, but somehow has Twitter <laughs> that they can check the score and see what the score was. It almost reminds me of those parody accounts of Andrew like, Luck, Captain Andrew Luck. <laughs> yes. He's riding back. Hello, mother. I was OK with my performance. We lost, but I had 19 attempts for 92 <laughs> yards. I will continue to grind. Send my love to Paul. Like, that's the vibe I get Send for this tweets. Send it to tweets.
0: Paul. <laughs> Paul. You know what is honestly a really big missed opportunity by us on this podcast and I feel like on ACC Network? We should have had, like, a Twitter segment each and every week of just guys putting out stuff. And we would have yeah. found out that Sean was, like, a Twitter star. And we could have been doing this all he year He is.
1: Long. And I appreciate his breakdowns. And I that's think right. it's so – I was trying to find the right word. I think it's just he's so locked in. He's like, okay, here's my performance. All I care about is that we didn't win, and on to the next, and I'm going to run the ball as hard as I can, and we're going to try to win. Like It just <laughs> it just seems so pure to me.
0: Right, no, no question about it. And he's going to need to run his tail off against this Wolfpack. We will break all of that down tomorrow, guys, Friday episode, where we go through the entire weekend. Another great weekend, a couple of massive matchups. Just to give you guys a quick glimpse, Virginia traveling to Pittsburgh, That's for the Coastal. That is for first seat, driver's seat. Pittsburgh can clinch if they get that victory. And then we told you a million times on Monday, Clemson hosting Wake Forest. If Wake wins that game, they clinch. They're going to Charlotte. So it's going to be really interesting. A huge weekend, KG.
1: And we should mention, by the way, Clemson is a favorite in that game. And Clemson didn't receive any votes in at least the AP poll, which is funny to me. And our guy... Roy Philpot is going to be yeah. on the call for that game. So very excited to watch. I think Roy calls one of the better games in college football. He had the honor of calling the Texas-Kansas, which I called that game both a triumph and an abomination. <laughs> uh, he called that one. So he's prepared for some drama with, with Wake Forest and Clemson. And, yeah, we've got a great weekend, Mac. We've got two incredibly important games And then some other ones that could get very interesting with different teams fighting for bowl eligibility.
0: That's right, guys. That's it. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, go over to iTunes, follow our podcast, drop us a little five-star rating, or write us a review. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.